Morning, bro. Morning, bro. Ah, we're having a special podcast for the tournament for the Elite Eight. Uh, John and I are here Monday morning after the Sweet 16 games uh, to break it down, uh, to not brag too much, but uh, and, and to uh, try and figure out what's going to happen. Though, uh, I suspect, John, uh, we may end up with a lot of chalk. It could get pretty chalky, yes. Yeah. I've seen multiple tweets uh, since the games finished uh, yesterday. Not that you needed the USC game to uh, make this determination, but it could end up being three ones and a two, John. <laughs> yeah, after all the craziness <clears throat> in the first two rounds, uh, looks like uh, things are starting to settle in, and, and the cream is rising to the top, so they say. Yeah, well, so they say. Uh, I, I saw that for some reason today is uh, float your boat day, John, that just for today till midnight, you can say whatever floats your boat as many times as you want. So uh, we will have to make sure we work that boat in, right, John? Okay, whatever floats your boat. They, I, I wondered if you were really going to do that right, right off the bat. All right, John, uh, let's start with uh, the Obvious Brothers uh, bracket breakdown, and at this point, John, you and I are still in first place somehow. Uh, I'm not exactly, uh, I can't claim to be terribly proud of this. Uh, on the other other hand, it beats being last, right, John? Yes, it does. And, and, and I'm not going to be mean enough to name who's in last place, right, John? Um, uh, um, it, it, it is funny, though, uh, that we are tied with Berminator, uh, who is a, um, a frequent listener named Michael, uh, a good friend of mine, who knows more about ice hockey than he does basketball. And uh, there were a series of jokes with an exchange yesterday about him being in the lead and how, how much he was into basketball. But uh, let's just say it is uh, a little... I was amazed that he put a bracket in, John, and him being in first place with us is... Uh, uh, is interesting. Uh, we're about we're about to the time where we start worrying about possible points, John. And you uh, you you have more possible points than anybody uh, at this point. You have another fifty six you could get, which uh, is uh, you, you've got what twenty four more points than uh, Michael or I either one can get. So you're lo looking really good, of course. Uh, part part of that is the fact that you still have your winner is still in with Michigan. So uh, that's where we stand. I suspect uh, uh, the, the problem. Well, it won't be a three-way tie come for, uh, next time we do this, right, John? Right. Right. So there will be some shakeout as we do the Elite Eight. All right. The question so, I have is: Is uh, Cramsey gonna skyrocket up the bracket? Oh, he's I, I, got potential 104. I've got 105. So he's, in, as far as potential, he's got potential for second place, well, second most points. Well, John, John, I well, I, I know, I know, Cramsey does not. Uh, he's not going to get second place. Uh, uh, he's uh, well, he might, he might get second place behind uh, Willing and Capel. Uh, who has a uh, few, few fewer points, but uh, they both have uh, Gonzaga winning, and you yeah. don't. So uh, if Gonzaga wins, you're not going to be in second place either, John. That's correct. Right. So uh, there, there are some 
big swings because of the number of points. You can come from all the way to the bottom and go to the top because right now the separation between top and bottom is 13 points. So uh, one, one semi-final win and you leapfrog everybody. So Right. Okay. Well, there's our bracket breakdown. Uh, we're not going to be here terribly long. John acts like he has things to do. Uh, which, uh, you know, I, I have to act, I have to go along with, uh, just for, uh, uh, public purposes. John, uh, we said in Friday's podcast that Saturday's games did not look all that great based on the, uh, spreads. And, uh, there's a lot of truth to that, but, uh, the, the Arkansas ORU game kind of, um, made up for that, didn't it, John? Yes. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, and now we've got. Well, let, let, let's not let's not not, not get off that. Um, or there there is some way of thinking that Oral Roberts it kind of surprised they didn't win because they got their best outside shooter a shot at the end, open shot at the end, John. Yeah, yeah it was a good it was a good shot. I mean, it was right. Shot from the wing right on the three-point line. Not like the one the guy made in the UCLA-Alabama uh, game last night. Uh, uh, I mean, you got your best score shooting from uh, the wing spot in, in, on the three-point spot. Uh, and it looked good in the air. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that, that game was surprisingly tight. Uh, and uh, Arkansas survived. But... Uh, uh, yes, uh, a surprise, a surprisingly tight game. Glad, glad to have a good game. Um, little surprised at the Oregon State uh, Loyola game, John. Yeah, um, I think a lot of us were. We, you know, a, a lot of people were talking up Loyola, thinking they were going to go to the Final Four potentially. Yeah. After the way they looked, you know, against Illinois, and and they kind of. Uh, they did not look as good. They, yeah, they definitely didn't look as good. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to be obvious, Steve, this morning, John, uh, to show you that I'm on my game. Uh, I, the, the downside for people who didn't play well, like Loyola, what wasn't their defensive uh, game, but it was uh, on offense. Uh, I don't think anybody but Troutwig had a decent game for Loyola on Saturday afternoon. Right, uh, you know, fifty-eight is pretty fairly low scoring. In yeah, 58, 58 doesn't win a lot of games in 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 uh, the NCAA. Right. It was, Saturday had some, besides with the exception of the, like you said, the Arkansas Oral Roberts game. There wasn't a lot of uh, high-powered offense on display on on Saturday. Yeah. Well. Uh, Baylor took care of business, uh, didn't really have a lot of trouble with Villanova, uh, and Houston... They were, they were down, start the second half by five points. Uh, okay. I, I, I guess I never felt like I was terribly worried, but... Uh, no, they needed, I mean, they, they shot the board ball pretty poorly from outside the, you know, the arc, which, you know, they live by, they are the best three-point shooting team in the country mm. and you've just kind of had to figure that eventually they were going to start start going in and when they did when they started getting a little well up. 
Again, again, I thought it was the other end of the court that, that mattered. They, they, they seem to turn it up at a certain point in the second half. Uh, they moved a little bit closer to them uh, and got a lot tighter on defense, and Villanova was having trouble getting halfway decent shots. So, uh, yeah, and Nova that, always scored 21 points in the second half. Right. So, uh, again, again, it, it's uh, bad offense or good defense. It's hard to tell which sometimes. But uh, I think they turned it, turned it up a notch and ended up uh, more than covering. Right, John? Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and, and the other game, uh, the late game, Houston-Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse made a little bit of a run in the uh, first half to to pull the game even. Maybe even they were ahead a couple points, maybe a basket or so. But by the end of the first half, again, Houston's defense or the, the ineptitude of Syracuse's offense, I'm not sure which it was, uh, it did not... It looked like Syracuse was going to do anything, and second half was pretty much double digits uh, all the way with Houston, you know, with an easy win. So, uh, yeah, they looked uh, they looked pretty good and handled Syracuse's zone pretty well. uh, They 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 did uh, interesting. They kept sliding a guy into the middle, which is what you do, and the guy in the middle knew what to do with it a lot. So. uh, we won't have to worry about Syracuse's zone. Uh, it's USC zone we'll start talking about now, right, John? That's right. Right. Okay, yesterday, uh, Michigan and Gonzaga both won by 18, John, so that was not uh, uh, not, not much excitement there. Uh, but the well best game of the weekend so far, uh, if not the best game of the tournament, uh, was uh, UCLA and Alabama. In a game, I didn't think UCLA had much of a chance. I actually walked away from the game and did some other stuff for a while when they were down like eight in the first half. It just did not look like they were going uh, figure it out, John. And by the end of the first half, they had a big lead. I don't yeah, know. They're up 11, I didn't. I do not know what you know. I don't know what happened that uh, you know flipped the switch. Uh, they, they obviously got where they figured out how to get shots off against Alabama's defense that they weren't getting in the first half of the first half. And uh, th- then the game uh, got tight, as you thought it probably was. You didn't think UCLA was going to run away and hide in the second half. And uh, just the most uh, – a pretty crazy ending as crazy endings go, uh, at least in, in, in regulation time. Uh, and uh, – just the kind of thing you uh, you look forward to in March Madness, John. Yeah, um, hits a big three at the end of the game. Guy, guy who has not scored a point the whole game, make, right. make, make, makes makes a three from at least ten feet behind the arc. Yeah, not the guy you would have expected. Uh, I do not. Know, yeah, number, yeah. For, for all the bullshit Musselman said after the game, uh, he w- I do not think he drew it up so that Reese was the guy taking that shot. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and put in an overtime. It's worth noting that Alabama missed uh, Godzillion uh, free throws to put it in this position, uh, including the guy missed a pair that would have put them up one if he could have made them both. 
and then UCLA made two to put them up three to put them in the situation where the three tied it <clears throat> with like six seconds left. So, yeah, exciting game. Uh, amazingly, UCLA came out with the first seven points in overtime. Usually a team that gets the shot drilled on them knocks the wind out of them, John. But no. Yeah. They must be one tough bunch of dudes, man, because uh, they get all, got off the deck again, and uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really that close in overtime. So, nope, nope, they kind of came out fast and early. Yeah. So here we got an 11 seed in the Elite Eight, John. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty pretty awesome. Okay, and a 12 seed on the other side with Oregon State. And, of course, uh, three Pac-12 teams. The Power Basketball League of Pac-12, John. Conference of Champions. Conference of Champions. There you go. Thank you, Bill Walton. John, <laughs> John, uh, are, are any of them going to make the Final Four? You don't think so, but they've played awfully good. Um, you know, I still don't think they're getting a lot of respect for the seeding. Um, you know, even when they kind of do the reseed the tournament after the, the first two rounds, they uh, went really high. Right. On the, uh, yeah, they had them. They, they had the, the reseeding uh, in, what was it, ESPN guy had them 11, 11, 12, 13, and 14 in the 16. And, of course, three of them are in the uh, Elite Eight now, so he's not looking like he knew what he was talking about. Um. <laughs> But they, I, I don't see USC beating Gonzaga. Really? I don't think. Really? I do. I hope they do. You? I know you hope they do because you're you're a Gonzaga hater. But that's uh, I, I don't know how to get past that. Uh, they they uh, they just uh, they've they, obviously they've crushed everybody in the tournament. Uh, they're playing well. Uh, they play a zone that gives people trouble. Um, Gonzaga scores a bunch of points. Uh, so, you know, I guess the thing to beat them is you're going to have to squeeze some of that down. Uh, and, uh, they got guys that can score at the other end, especially, uh, the Mobley brothers who both are like 6'10", 6'11", and can handle it a little bit, shoot from the perimeter a little bit. And obviously in the middle of a zone, 6'11", guys are, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it throws you off. So um, none of the spreads are particularly tight, John, um, <clears throat> and uh, and neither are the pe predictive models. Uh, I mean, the, the game that's supposedly the best game, according to ESPN's predictor, is Baylor at 74.8% to win. That's not, that's not exactly tight, John. No, it's not. Okay, so John, let's let's do what we did the other day and, and go down the spreads. Uh, Houston's supposed to beat Oregon State by seven and a half, John. I I, I, I I'm I'm ta I'm taking Oregon State. I'm going to take the Beavs to cover. Uh, Me too. I I know it's a twelve versus two game. Uh, they have not looked like a twelve. Uh, and, and they look like they have the same kind of toughness that Houston does. Um, I don't know, Thompson versus Grimes, who's really the better player. But it's definitely competitive. So 
Uh, I have hopes that that'll be a good game tonight, and I, I like I like Oregon State to, at least to cover uh, seven and a half points. John. Yep, I would agree. You would, you would agree. All right, the next game is next game is uh, Baylor in Arkansas, which is seven and a half seems to be the magic number on ESPN this morning, John. Uh, seven at Baylor, seven and a half over Arkansas. I'll take the. Uh... Arkansas to uh, cover that as well. Oh, is that right? Okay. So John, John's going Arkansas. I'm going to go Baylor. Uh, I guess part of the problem is uh, recency bias, right? Right, John? I just saw Arkansas probably I, – I don't think Arkansas should even be playing probably tonight. So uh, they did not look great uh, coming down the stretch or at any real point in the game on Saturday. Uh they they squeaked through and survived against a fifteen seed, right, John? So it's kind of hard to hard hard to, hard to give them a lot of respect based on that. Yeah, they played some close games. You know, they squeaked by Texas Tech with a two point win. They get by um, Oral Roberts. I won't say their their new name. Yeah. Uh, with the two point win. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So a couple two point wins to get here. Uh, and Baylor, Baylor looked really good the other night. I, I, I thought, uh, you know, uh, a team like that Villanova team wins wins games in the tournament, and uh, you know, it, it was at eleven they ended up winning by. So, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I think uh, I think they can cover the seven and a half. So uh, okay. there you go. Um, it will be interesting to see. Uh, is guard play against guard play pretty much in that game. So uh, Baylor Baylor has two awfully good guards, and maybe you say they have three awfully good guards. But uh, Mitchell Mitchell and Butler are both premier guards. So all right, tomorrow night, John, the the game that you love to hate. Uh, op- I think the opening game is Gonzaga USC. Amazingly, Gonzaga is a nine point favorite. Over a USC team, and as I think of it, let's see. Houston's playing a 12 seed. I guess Baylor's playing a three. Uh, Gonzaga's playing a six, which is not. You no, know, uh, it's almost the lowest seed anybody's playing, and they had the biggest spread. John, I guess that's yeah, a, it's kind of respect. Yeah, yeah, they're showing some respect to the Zags. Um, but that's a lot. I know they win by a lot. I mean, they haven't really, still haven't really been fully challenged yet. Right. Um, one by eighteen uh, yesterday. Uh, yep. Uh, never, Great. never in, never really in doubt. So. Uh, yeah, beat Oklahoma by sixteen. So. I mean, I'm still waiting for that team to challenge them, and I hope this is the one to do it. So I'll pick USC to cover. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with you there. So we both. Uh, uh, first two, first two Pac-12 teams we have covering. Um, I, I suspect, I, I think that's going to end up being a good game. So, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, sometimes you get surprised as to other ones like the UCLA Alabama game, which I didn't think was going to be a game. Obviously, since I picked Alabama to cover, uh, sometimes you get a surprise. But I'm, I'm hoping that game turns out to be a tight one. 
And then again, Michigan, who won by 18, has looked really good. Uh, and we we didn't talk about the Michigan Florida State game. Florida State looked inept on offense, man. It's like, yeah, just it was was ugly, and uh, was. that that was that was the problem. They did not score enough. Uh, I, I I just. Now, I don't know how to break it down except to say they did not handle the ball well. They did not take good shots. Uh, they did not take advantage uh, of their length uh, on the offensive end. And, uh, you know, they, they weren't good at switching off on the defensive end. And, uh, uh, well, I, I know in the first half, Brown was the guy who was really giving them trouble. And they didn't really have the kind of size to match up with Dickinson. Uh, he got a lot of boards, uh, so yeah. um, they uh, they they haven't really missed livers yet. Brown and uh, and Johns have stepped up and uh, look good, but uh, uh, I I don't think UCLA is the, the game where they're going missing. So uh, I agree. What's the light? What's the spread on that game? Seven and a half. <laughs> Okay, uh, and I'm I'm going to agree with you though. I think uh, Michigan winning that game means you're ahead of me uh, in all the brackets. So uh, uh, that's where we are. All right. So so John, we've got uh, well, I took Baylor, but uh, we've got underdogs covering, so we have some hope that it won't be a chalky one 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 two final four, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see personally. I'd like to see uh, USC, Arkansas, and uh, Oregon State all the win. Okay. Well, since you just picked them as underdogs, I, I guess I understand understand what you're saying. I, I think I, you know, uh, the numbers game tells you that uh, some it won't be three ones and a two, uh, and uh, it'll add up to more. It's unlikely that Oregon State or UCLA will do it because double digits are really, really rare. And just UCLA played an extra game. VCU did this 10 years ago uh, and got to the Final Four. I think they got hammered in the Final Four game. So, uh, But we'll be talking about that if UCLA wins. Uh, but uh, it's very, very rare that uh, double digits make it, and they don't win when they do. So... There you go. Sure. All right, John. Well, that's <clears throat> that's us with our breakdown of the Elite Eight. Uh, we'll have a show on Friday. Uh, Major League Baseball starts this week. Uh, John has a new head coach. I know he's dying to talk for a lot of minutes about. And uh, and and we'll have a Elite Eight action to talk about. Hopefully a couple games we can break down uh, why the hell somebody had the uh, backup center shooting a 40-footer to win, right? Or to tie the game, right, John? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit happens, right, John? It does. Yeah. Which well, makes it March Madness. March Madness, yes. Well, uh, good talking to you today, John. Have a good week. Uh, good luck with uh, whatever work you claim you're doing, and uh, we'll talk on Friday. Perfect. You have All a great day. Have you a great too. week. Okay. Bye, bro.